things you have to stop doing in midlife if you want to feel fabulous. Hey, my name is Star Monroe, midlife psychotherapist and relationship coach. And each week on the Star Monroe Show, I dive into topics such as reinvention, confidence, relationships, and sex at midlife. So what is it? What's the number one thing that you have to stop doing if you want to feel fabulous at midlife and beyond? I'm going to tell you, you've got to stop over committing yourself. You've got to stop with the glorification of busyness. This is something that our Western society has brainwashed you and I into believing that for us to be valuable, worthy, lovable, accepted, have our sense of belonging, we always need to be running around doing all the things and then claiming it from the rooftop. You, and I see this all the time. People go, oh my God, are you busy? And people go, yeah, I've, always, I've been busy. I'm busy all the time. It's like a badge of honor that midlife women wear. And it's something that I started to notice years and years ago, uh, after my third mental breakdown, I realized that I could not carry on doing the things I was doing if I was to feel fabulous, if I was to feel good about being me. And I started to divest my life of all the things that I didn't need to do and started to clean up my act and simplify how I move through the world. I moved all my work into various segments in the week. So I had a lot of downtime. So when people used to say to me, hi, Star, how are you? Are you busy? And I would go, no, actually, <laughs> I'm not busy. And they didn't really know how to kind of enter into that conversation with me. And I was like, it's okay. It's I'm happy not being busy. I'm happy living a more settled, calm life. Now that was a long, long time ago. And I've been dabbling with this for many years on how to simplify my life because I knew even before perimenopause got her sneaky mitts into my body, that I knew me being stressed, me doing all the things, working really hard, trying to achieve stuff that my family had instilled in me that I believed I had to do and be didn't work for me. Um, if I look back at my snapshot of my life, I was an addict, cocaine addict and alcoholic. I bumbled from abusive relationship to abusive relationship. I was a fucking idiot and spent all my money and went bankrupt. Uh, I worked really hard and when I entered into my 40s, I just went, fuck, this is, doesn't work for me. You know, adding to that three mental breakdowns, it wasn't enough for me to just get one fucking mental breakdown. It took three of them to wake me up to how I was moving through the world. And that's when I started to realize that I was, I was hooked on being busy, hooked on being 
hooked onto the idea of committing myself to everything, to doing things, because that kind of made me feel and be more successful in the eyes of others. And yet my body had a different idea because she was breaking down and telling me, no, 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 we cannot do this. So very slowly over the last 10 to 12 years, I've been simplifying my life. And if I fast forward to now, I moved to Turkey last year, um, downsized my life massively, uh, rented my house out in the UK, and I have cultivated and am cultivating a way simpler lifestyle for me in a country where the simple life is readily available for me there is there's no like big department stores there's no amazon there's no western noise coming into my life or my head and i had a moment today when i really thought about it and i was like wow this lifestyle is really good for you and someone asked me the other day on TikTok, they said, well, what's a normal day for you? And I was like, well, and I thought about it today and I was like, well, I get up between seven and eight, depending on, you know, whether the sun's shining or how I'm feeling. And then I will always work first thing in the morning. My brain is alert. I have my coffee and I do like two hours and it's mostly social media and marketing. And then I will faff about. There's lots of faffing about in my day. I've always, I love pottering around without any agenda. It makes me feel very happy. And I've worked with women for 32 years now. And I know from talking to these women that pottering around makes a lot of women very, very happy. I will always go to the gym. I will go for a bike ride. I will run some errands. I don't have a car here in Turkey, so everything is either on foot or on my bike. I will always be outside, whether it's raining, cold, sun shining, searing hot. I will always be outside. I will faff about some more. I will have some client calls on certain days in the week. I will then faff about some more and then read and I'm in bed by 9pm every evening and I'm like, there, there was a part of me a couple of weeks ago going, God, is, is this enough? It, is this what your life has come to? And I allowed that thought to ruminate and ping inside my brain without me attaching any story to it or any labels and it's taken me about two weeks to get to the position where i'm like wow this lifestyle really suits you you look amazing um i feel great i i get tired um and my mum is my mum is out here in turkey with me she's always saying oh you're always tired and i'm like but it's okay you know maybe it's because i'm moving through perimenopause and into menopause you know there's my body is rejigging itself and you know i'm always active i'm on my bike uh, i'm in the gym working out hard you know three to five times a week um, and I use a lot of brain power for my work. I'm always creating. So tiredness for me, I don't put a label on it. I'm just like, okay, my body needs rest. And I'm able to really honor my own rhythm here in Turkey. Whereas 
I had way more distractions in the UK. That's where I moved from. Um, I was hooked on online shopping. If I was sad or uh, angry, I would always just go online shopping or go out shopping. And here I don't have that capacity to do online shopping because nothing gets delivered to my address. Um, also, Amazon is not the same here as it is in the UK. So I slowly am coming to the understanding, and I always knew this anyway, it's like we have these snippets of wisdom that come up in our brains for us and our minds, and yet we kind of know that they're true, but we need a lot more evidence to really kind of embrace it and run with it. That's our logical, rational brain for us. And it was just like this this moment where I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, no, this simple life really works for you. So let me swing it back to things you have to stop doing in midlife. Uh, and menopause, and it is overcommitting yourself, running around like a crazy lady. Um, let me tell you why because our brains are rewiring themselves. Your body in perimenopause is literally the jigsaw pieces. Think of your body, uh, the way it works as a whole jigsaw piece. And it's worked as it has for so long and you're entering into a stage and it's really important for, for, for you to understand that this is a stage, it does not last forever where all the jigsaw pieces of how your body runs is they've been thrown up in the air. And they're in the air and they're not coming down. So while your jigsaw pieces of how your body runs are in the air, you've got a choice. You can either enter into the chaos and freak out and listen to everybody uh, on the internet telling you that midlife and menopause is a massive fucking problem and you need to fix it right now by the losing weight, working out harder, uh, taking HRT, not taking HRT. I've got no fucking qualms whether you take it or not. You know, it's your body, your fucking rules. Um, don't do this, do this, do this, don't do this. And it's like you can get really mixed into that chaos and the commotion that is happening in the Western world around midlife and menopause. And I love that the conversation is happening more and more. And yet what I see happening more and more is the conversation uh, really looks at menopause and midlife as a fucking problem and you need to fix it. I do not look at it like that. I do not look at it like that. It is a stage of life. It's a rite of fucking passage into our crone years, into our wise woman years. And in my world, it's into our queen years. Now, you can get really hooked on to the chaos and the commotion, or you can go, fuck me, there's a crossroads I am standing at, and it is asking me what road to take. Now, you can carry on doing what you have been doing for most of your life. Now, I have worked with women, thousands of women over the last 32 years, and I've had the opportunity to work with many different age ranges uh, over those last 32 years. And what I see a lot of women doing is carrying on doing what they've always done at midlife and menopause and wondering why they start to feel shittier, tireder, more exhausted, more resentful, 
unhappier with their lot. And I'm going to tell you why it's because they carry on doing the same things, expecting a different result. There's a quote in there by Albert Einstein. I will not say it because I always bastardize my quotes. Um, but midlife and menopause are asking you to do things differently, especially around how you are expending and using your time and your energy. Now, we've got to go bigger before we go. We're going to go macro before we go micro, right? So we're going to go way out first. And so how you go way out is you look at what you've been brainwashed to do and believe around yourself as a woman. And I've already alluded to it because I started this podcast episode talking about my journey. And so what every woman has been brainwashed is that she has to be the woman that puts herself last and looks after everybody else. She's selfish if she puts herself first. She has to caretake, fix, solve everyone else's problems because when she does that, she gets her sense of belonging. It's a human nature. It's in everybody's human nature to find that sense of belonging. And then she will carry on doing that in midlife. So first of all, you've got to disrupt and agitate your inherent conditioning, which comes from the patriarchy, which comes from the generational lineage of women and men before you, which comes from your upbringing. Especially if you want to feel fabulous and free and alive at midlife and beyond. And that's what I am here to do is to feel alive. I used to find my aliveness through cocaine, through MDMA, through drink, through shitty fucking relationships, through spending money I didn't have. That's how I used to find my aliveness. And now I find my aliveness purely <laughs> from living a really fucking simple life. Fuck. My 35 year old would look at the 52 year old of me and go, what? How are you doing that? Uh, and it has been a real journey. So one, you've got to agitate and disrupt your inherent conditioning. Two, you've got to question what you want in life. And I speak to a lot of women and a lot of women will go, well, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. And I'm like, honey, You've got to get really curious about what you want. And this is what you, this is where you start. And I truly believe women do know what they want. They've just buried it under everything else. There are yearnings in all of us. There are yearnings in all of us. There is a quote by Rumi. It says, follow what leads you, follow what lights you up. It will not lead you astray. And it's been a quote that has taken me forward over and over again from cocaine addictions to living a great life here in Turkey at 52 years old. The thing is that if you keep telling yourself you don't know what you want, then your subconscious mind is going to take that on as information and it finds evidence that you don't know what you want. So here's another way to look at it is I wonder what I want. I wonder what I want in my life. I know the answers are out there and I know the answers are going to come and find me and I will also find the answers. Now your subconscious gets to work to find the evidence to back that up. Don't believe me if you and I were sitting at a cafe having a gorgeous flat white um, and we were looking out. I, I imagine we're in Paris right now, right? We're in, we're in Paris. We're wearing couture. We've got great hats on. We're drinking 
we're drinking great coffee. And I would say to you, I said, don't look at yellow cars. And then what would happen is all you would see are yellow cars. All you would see is yellow cars because your brain is looking for it. Your subconscious is primed to look for it. So you've got to reprogram your brain to find evidence. So also, you, for the women who don't know what they want, you will know what you don't want because it will fucking piss you off. And if you have not done the work to process your emotions and the traumas, the boo-hoos, the boo-boos you've gone through, they will be building up inside you. So your job is to really look at what fucking pisses you off, what pisses you off, and then work from there. And also, this is why I said it's really important for you to go back and agitate your inherent conditioning because you've been brainwashed by your mom and dad to live a life that they deemed acceptable and wonderful and successful. So you have to keep questioning the foundations that you've been, you've built your life upon. And I know that one of the foundations that you've built your life upon is by you overcommitting by you putting yourself last, by you not making yourself a priority, by you expending your energy, your time on everybody else apart from yourself, because at some level inside you, you will believe that it is selfish for you to put yourself first. This is why this is convoluted, yet midlife and menopause are asking you to do things differently. And for the woman who wants to set herself free to live a life that lights her up where she is feeling alive on the daily, you have to reclaim your time and, and your energy. You have to reclaim your boldness and your courage and create a life that lights you up and not everybody else. No woman was ever happy living a life for somebody else. Just think about that for one moment. No woman was ever happy living a life for somebody else. And one of the things that happens inside us at midlife menopause, because these jigsaw pieces of you are up in the air, is that your energy, your hormones, your chemicals in your body, they haven't found their equilibrium yet. So if you keep burning yourself out and you are not taking good care of your time and your energy and your body, you're going to feel like menopause is an absolute fucking shit show. You're going to feel like it is, and it will be, it will drain the fuck out of you because your body is requiring your time, your presence, your love and your attention. It is the time now to start to focus on you, to start to focus on your body. A lot of my clients, actually not a lot, all of them, every single client that comes into my world lives in their head, lives in their head. If you live in your head, how do you know you live in your head? You will self-doubt, you will be in overwhelm, you'll be anxious, 
you will believe all the stories and you will be attached to everything that goes on in your head. My job is to guide women into their bodies because that is where your wisdom lies. You cannot go into your body if you're running around and you're overcommitting yourself and you're stressed the fuck out. Also, it's worth mentioning that if you're stressed the fuck out, you're going to be hooked up and jacked up onto cortisol and adrenaline and they're going to be running around your system so you're going to be in your sympathetic nervous system so you're always going to be on fight, flight, fawn, freeze, flap. Quite hard to say quickly. Fight, flight, fawn, freeze, flap. So you're going to be reacting to life all the time. You're going to be defensive. People are going to get on your fucking tits. That is a fucking massive warning sign for you to go, shit, I need to calm my tits. I need to bring myself and my body back to my parasympathetic nervous system, where your parasympathetic nervous system is when you're calm, you're grounded, there's space. You can think clearer. You can respond to life. So I'm going to leave you. <laughs> with these thoughts, with this wisdom, and an invitation to think about what is stopping you putting yourself first. It will only be you, <laughs> by the way, it will only be you. And only you gets to change things, gets to change the narrative, gets to change the storyline in your midlife and your menopause. Midlife and menopause does not have to be a fucking problem. It is not something that needs to be fixed. It's something that you need to hunker down and ride like the high value fucking queen you are. It is your time to put yourself first and make yourself a priority to learn a different way of moving through life where you are more connected to who you are, your body, and you get curious about what rhythm works for you. This is why I shared right at the beginning of the call my rhythm, my daily routine. Even I questioned it. And yet as I stepped back and pondered and contemplated, I'm like, no, this rhythm works for me. This is my rhythm. Nobody in the world will mimic my rhythm because it's my rhythm. And so this is an invitation for you to explore, for you to create a life and rhythms that work for you. I see you, Queen, on this journey into you, and I am celebrating the fuck out of you. <laughs>